0: Welcome everyone to Celtic Preacher Podcast 74. Do you ever find yourself taking things personally? Do you find yourself taking offense? Uh, maybe something, someone said something to you or did something to you. Jesus addresses that this morning. He addresses, how do we deal with unwelcome change when we're in a situation that we're powerless to change? How do we deal with that? Well, this is the situation in our text this morning. We find John the Baptist, who happened to be Jesus' cousin. John the Baptist finds himself in in this passage that we're looking at today. It's a passage from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11. And uh, this might seem a strange text so close to Christmas because um, John's in prison. I mean, isn't this the season of peace and goodwill and peace toward all people? And isn't this the season of, of cozy manger scenes and happy families gathered together full of good cheer, right? Well, yes, it is, it is, but it's also true that this is the season that is a a very busy time of year for counselors and doctors and psychologists because depression is high this time of year. And I think that's probably because our culture tells us what our lives should look like around Christmas time and when our lives don't match the Hallmark movies we can begin to doubt and we can start to think, well, what's wrong with me? How come my life's not like that? How come my life isn't like the Hallmark movie, right? Because in the Christmas movies, you know, love is always found at Christmas, right? Two lonely people find the perfect romance in the movies, right? Or people who were hostile all year suddenly find reconciliation, In the movies, right, at Christmas time. And people who have been out of work find fantastic jobs or... I mean, it's always happy endings, which, of course, you really want for your Christmas movies. But in reality, if you're single and you're looking for love, mm, chances are that's not going to happen in the next week, right? Or if your family's at odds with each other, and they have been forever and ever for as long as you can remember... Well, chances are that's not going to change in a couple days, right? Or you're out of work, or you hate your job, or you're sick. Chances are Christmas Day really isn't going to change that. So we all deal with unwelcome changes to some degree or another. And Jesus addresses disappointment. And he also addresses this whole idea of taking offense taking things personally in in this passage. But let me give you a little bit of the background here. The text is that, as I said, John the Baptist is in prison. I'll tell you a little bit about John because he's a fascinating person. It's not often that you hear Jesus saying that someone is great. In fact, I mean, you just never hear him describe someone as great, but he actually does describe his cousin, John, as great, Jesus says, no one born is as great as John. So there was something special about him. And he was different. I mean, that's for sure. He was completely dedicated to God. I mean, he's everything you would kind of imagine a true prophet to be. He had no interest in money. He had no interest in fine clothes or food or a house. All the usual creature comforts that are so important to us. John was no, he was unusual in that way. He he lived in the desert. He ate desert food, which happened to be locusts and wild honey. Don't ask me how that would taste. He ate desert food and he he lived to preach, and he was quite the preacher. People loved him. Now John's ministry began just before Jesus' ministry began. They're just six months apart when they, when they were born, but John sort of paved the way for Jesus' coming. Didn't preach in a church. Uh, he was an outdoor preacher, and he was wild, and he was bold, and he was direct, and he spared no one's feelings. I mean, his, his passion was simple. His message was very clear. John basically preached. If there's anything in your life, if there's any behavior, if there's any addiction, if there's any attitude that negatively affects your relationship with other people or your relationship with God, then turn away from it. Or God will cut you down like a tree that's worthless because it doesn't bear fruit. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's how he preached. The Messiah is coming. When he comes, he's talking about Jesus. That's what he called Jesus the Messiah. When he comes, he'll change the world. So prepare yourself. Get ready for this. This is important. Prepare your heart. That's what we sing, right, at Christmas time. Joy to the world. Let every heart prepare him room. Well, that's that's really John's message. You have to prepare yourself for this. Because when Messiah comes he's going to bring a way that is so radically different than what you are used to, that it's almost like you have to, I don't know how you would say it, it's like have some room internally for some new ideas here because when the Messiah comes, you can be sure you're going to have to go through many, many changes. So John the Baptist, he wasn't really the kind of preacher that you would leave saying, you know, what did he mean? I I didn't follow that sermon. I don't understand what he's talking about. He was very, very clear. He said, I came to get you ready for Jesus. I'm the one who's preparing the way. Now prepare your hearts, get ready for this, and make sure that all the things that are important to God are important to you. Things like generosity, things like compassion, things like integrity. And if John saw that something wasn't right, he'd point it out. He didn't have any qualms about pointing things out. Like, for example, the day he pointed out that wicked King Herod was an adulterer, which he was, but most people wouldn't say it for fear of repercussion. But John had absolutely no fear, and he used Herod as an example of what not to do, and that's why he ends up in Herod's dungeon, which is where the story begins. Really, he's in he's in Herod's dungeon, and he's been there for a while now. So there he is, John the Baptist. He's been totally dedicated to God his entire life. He gave everything. He held nothing back. And suddenly, life changes for him, and everything stops. And if John's been praying for freedom, then the prayer isn't answered, because he's still in the dungeon. And if he's praying for Herod's change of heart, that doesn't come. And if he's hoping that his cousin Jesus will come and do something miraculous, that doesn't happen. All that happens is, day after day, more of the same. Day after day, nothing changes. Now, even people with strong faith can have their doubts. I mean, most of us can relate to John the Baptist at some level. You begin to doubt, you know? So this is what happens to John when he's in this dungeon, it's like he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting, he's praying. Nothing's, ha- nothing's changing. Have you ever waited for something to change and it hasn't? Really, waiting's very difficult. Whether you're waiting for a change in yourself or you're waiting for a change in another person. I mean, really, I mean, we've all experienced this. Waiting for a change in another person, you could be waiting years, you could be waiting a lifetime or waiting for a change in a circumstance you ever prayed and prayed and prayed and the answer just seems to be no, no, no you ever felt stuck like every door you knock on is closed and try as you might you, you just, you just can't there's no movement, well this is where John is, he's confined he's restricted He's imprisoned. Now, for praying people, this can lead to major doubt. And while John is in prison, he begins to doubt. And he starts to say to himself, well, maybe I made a mistake. What if Jesus isn't the one? What if I've been pointing to the wrong man? I mean, he's got all the signs that he's the promised Messiah, There's the healings, and then there's the miracles, and his amazing teaching. But then again, in some ways, life is going on as usual. I mean, in some ways, the world hasn't changed that much. He hasn't judged the world and righted all the wrongs, that's for sure, because I'm still in this dungeon. So John's really confused, and he asks one of his students to go and ask Jesus, are you the one, or should we wait for someone else? And so John's students go to Jesus and they find him and they tell him about John in the dungeon and they tell him about John and his question. And Jesus answers with this. It's in verse 4. Go tell John what you see and hear, that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, The dead are raised, and the poor have good news preached to them. Now, that doesn't mean a whole lot to us, but 2,000 years ago, for the first listeners, these were all the signs that they were waiting for of the promised Messiah. So basically, Jesus is saying, yeah, all the things that you expect to happen when Messiah comes, they're happening. Go tell John. It's really a picture of transformation and change. Lame walking, lepers are cleansed, deaf hear. It's like this picture of change and transformation. And then he adds this one line that's so fascinating. And blessed is anyone that takes no offense at me. This is like a key key teaching. Go tell John that. Don't take offense now what does that mean don't get offended don't get offended it seems like that we have choices whether or not to get offended now you can, we can become offended at people we can get offended at people we can actually get offended at God although we might not necessarily admit that it can happen It seems like Jesus is teaching here that we have a choice whether or not to get offended or we might say nowadays, get defensive or angry or annoyed and live in that state. We can allow life, we can allow circumstances, we can allow other people and their attitudes and their behaviours to offend us. And in a likewise manner, we can also get offended by God when God doesn't come through for us in the way that we hope for. Jesus is warning against us in this passage. Now, for example, between people, sometimes in our lives, if someone hurts us, or disappoints us, we withdraw, right? If someone doesn't live up to our expectations, we can move away from that relationship, we can end it, or we can emotionally withdraw. And sometimes I'm not necessarily saying that's a wrong thing, sometimes we need to do that. But what Jesus is saying here is, is don't take offense at God. If your circumstances don't change, if your prayers or not answered the way that you wanted or hoped. Don't don't move away from God, Jesus is saying. If doubts come, if life gets hard, Jesus said, don't take offense. Don't take offense because God is in control and God knows exactly what God is doing. Can you hold on to that and trust in that? See, that was John's challenge. That was John's challenge. Can can you hold on to that, John? That God knows exactly what God is doing? Now, what's kind of sad here is is that the end of the story is, is that John was not released from prison and he died. And it's like, okay... Now that moves us into all sorts of dilemmas. Because it's like, well, how come an angel couldn't come and free John like Paul and Silas? We don't know. We don't know. Or, well, how come, you know, if God can do whatever God wants to do, how come God didn't change Herod's heart? He's changed other people's hearts before in Scripture. We don't know. It's like, why are some people healed and some are not healed? We don't know. It's like, why do faithful people suffer? We don't know. We don't know. These, uh, there's no good answer to these questions. We do know that John did as he was told, and he didn't deserve to die in Herod's dungeon. Jesus says, blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Jesus is saying, you you have to remember that God is on your side. You have to remember. When things happen in this world that you don't understand, you have to remember that God is good and that God is on your side. That is not the time to withdraw and pull away. That is not a good time to isolate yourself from God. When there's conflict in your home, or when you're sick, or you have a bad diagnosis, or when you're stressed beyond measure, or you're in some sort of faith crisis, not a good time to pull away from God, Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying to John, his cousin, yes, I'm the one, I'm the one, John. Your life is not in vain, you did the right things. Don't second-guess yourself. Don't second-guess yourself. Don't take offence. Don't start to doubt it all now. Choose faith. It's very much a choice. Choose faith. It's like choose trust. And again, over and over, Jesus gives us this impression that we always have a choice in the matter how to deal with or how to cope with any kind of unwelcome change it's almost like for his cousin John he's saying don't start travelling down the path of self-doubt John don't do that don't start to doubt yourself don't start to doubt your choices, the way you lived what you said it's not going to help it's not going to help And actually, John did the right thing. He didn't do anything wrong. So what we tell ourselves matters. What we tell ourselves matters. It shapes how we cope or not. Self-talk is so vitally important. It's like Jesus is saying, don't feed that self-doubt, Jesus is saying to John. You've been faithful. You did the right thing. You carried out the task as you were called to do you did the right thing so when we're tempted to take offence when we're tempted to take the blame or to doubt ourselves or to second guess our actions just like John, Jesus is reminding us it's the age old wisdom Mm, don't, don't go there don't go there, God's on your side God's on your side. Your circumstances might be against you. Uh, People might misunderstand you. Don't take offense. Yeah. So much of the time, it's really, really not about us. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. God help me to take my eyes off myself. Help me to fix my eyes on you. Help me to fix my eyes on you. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to The Wisdom of Jesus for the 21st Century. Join with me again in the new year for another episode.